This is Gray Man Media Content. Welcome back to... <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I am your host, John Wolf, with my co-host, Devin Gray. It's me, bitches. I'm here. And here we are again talking about the Freemasons again. I don't know what part of this is and which episode and what day we're going to play this on, so let's just get right into it. I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark. Not humanoid at all. Yeah, lizard-looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Dude, how the hell are you? I'm great. Are you? I'm actually fantastic today. I can see you smiling yeah. ear to ear. Yeah. <laughs> How are you today? I am dead inside. <laughs> but we but we have an awesome thing to do today. We do. We get to interview yet another Freemason, or in this case, ex-Freemason. Ooh. Uh, his name is... Mr. Scott. Scott, how the hell are you? Doing so far so good, my friend. How are you guys? Well, we just covered that. <laughs> I am fantastic. <laughs> well, that's always a blessing, my friends. So, let's just start it off then. What was your experience in the with the Freemasons? You know, it's really interesting. I was very much impressed into the organization. I was... Not completely active in Freemasonry very long, but what really got me into doing this when I was a young teenage boy, I was into a group called the Malay. And you see every single Masonic Lodge, they're always sponsored by a youth organization called the International Order, excuse me, the Order of the Malay International. And what this is, and they like to say it's not related, anything like that, but it is essentially Freemasonry for boys ages 12 to 21, and I was in that for at least six years. So like the Boy Scouts? That is exactly correct. They'll even tell you coming in, eh, it's pretty much like the Boy Scouts. But <laughs> Okay. So what, what are the lessons? You know, the interesting thing with that is, is when you first enter, the initiation process is very similar to the first initiation or first degree of Freemasonry. And what it is when you're in D. Malay, um, as a new initiate, you essentially can't enter the lodge room yet. And there's this big elaborate ritual with, there's at least 15 positions, uh, master counselor, senior counselor, and a junior counselor. And they're the high-ranking officials in this group. And what you do is you're, gonna, you're waiting outside. You have no idea what's going on in this room. They're doing their dialogue, very ritualistic. And there's a guy outside with you. They call him the Sentinel, which is referred back to pretty much when Demolay first started and Freemasonry. There's someone who's always going to be a Sentinel at the door, a guard, if you will. And like the, the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Good analogy, let's put it that way. <laughs> but one of the most important things in this is, I mean, always the orthodoxy in regards to the decorum of everything, but Knox. 
one of the most important things. You're going to knock on the door if you're a member inside the lodge. You knock on the door outside to acknowledge the door's been knocked on the inside. What? So, put it in this way. There's a man who sits on the inside of the lodge, and he is what they refer to as the junior deacon. And he's sitting next to the door of the lodge room. And what he'll do is once he hears the sentinel go, he'll go back and go. And it's pretty much that exchange. And he'll say, who is this who's entering our lodge? And they say, a brother who's seeking friends and comradeship. And you enter the lodge. and Passwords! Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) We just fucking dropped a bomb! What is it? A brother who's seeking friends and comradeships. Seven minutes in, we're dropping bombs, boy. Boy. And look, we had the knock, knock. Who's there? (laughs) That is essentially the accurate truth. And that's more the demolay aspect. But when you go into Freemasonry, it gets even weirder and deeper with it. They had me in a back room. They made me strip off all my clothes. Redacted, redacted. We're not just kidding. (laughs) And they put me, made me put on this robe, take all pieces of metal off the left half of my body, and uh-huh. they blindfolded me walking into the lodge room. How much metal did you have on the left half of your body? Probably just an earring or so at oh, the okay. time. <laughs> Whoa. Why do they do that? You know, I didn't get up that far enough to really know, because the more you pursue, the more degrees you take, is the more you're going to learn about the secrets of the organization. And they say, if you want to learn about it, Join. It's easy as hell. What uh, what degree did you get to? First degree. Okay. And I was never received what they call proficient. Which is third. Which third? Third degree is like the standard, all you need yeah. to be. Third degree is what they call um, a mastered mason. And that's when you can enter the lodge and receive the meetings. I was the first, which they call the entered apprentice. Then you receive your second degree. It's called the Fellowcraft degree. And then when you become a Master Mason on your third, that's when you can enter these meetings. Mm. So did they did they come and uh, did they interview like people in your life and stuff? Because we've heard that, that that that's something. Or do you think that that's something that only happens for the third? You know, it's really interesting with me because they didn't with me because I was always associated with Freemasonry and Demolay for years and years. Oh, so it was because you had already done this like child thing. Yes, exactly. Got it. Got Their it. biggest rule was ask one to be one. Yeah. That's I've heard that. I've heard people say that before. Um, you, what do you got? You, what do you, what do you got <laughs> over there? What are you working on? <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. So, this is an audio podcast. Uh, John has a wacky inflatable arm flailing too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have that? I found it today at a bookstore. I was like, Devin's going to love this. <laughs> you just great. completely derailed the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's us. So. <laughs> okay, I just All wanted right. to show that off. Okay, great. Cut the audio. Is that part of the set? Or are you taking that one home with you? I'm really debating because it's cool as shit. Yeah, it's very cool. It it would get more use at your place. One thing I will say about that, (laughs) if you don't mind me chiming in here. please. Is um, you can't really talk about Freemasonry without talking about its history, especially and the biggest group that is the biggest influence is the Knights Templar. You cannot talk about the history of Freemasonry without the Templars. And... 
And honestly, with the group Demalaya, do you know the name Demalaya at all? No, no, not at all. I'm not familiar. It was named for the last Grand Master of the Order during the 1300s, named Jacques Demalaya. Okay. If you ever played Assassin's Creed Unity, oh shit, that makes sense. The Massacre of Jacques de Molay. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I didn't play that one. Summarize it for me. So what's really interesting about it, and you have to look at the Temple Knights as they called them back in the day. Um, so during the Crusades, when they took over the Holy Lands, they had established their not base for lack of a better term, but their center was at what they said was King Solomon's temple, who was in the Bible. Almost all Freemasonry is set up exactly like the lodge at King Solomon's temple. And the temple knights were the ones, you know, who protected the lodge, kept it safe. And what they came to do is, and I'm sure you all know the history of the Catholic Church, the the indulgences, pilgrimage, mm-hmm. relics, etc. So to a degree. Yes. So what they would do with pilgrimages, it's someone who would kind of like receive points with the Catholic Church. If they would take a journey down to the Holy Lands where Christ walked, etc., and the Temple Knights started as people who would protect them. And one of the biggest things that they started was um, if someone was coming from Rome, England, wherever, and going down to the Holy Lands, there was a high risk for them being robbed, all their money, assets taken. So what the Templars did was they, so you're in your home and they would say, give your money to us. We'll keep a little voucher. And when you get to the Holy Lands, give us that voucher and we'll give you your money back. It was essentially the first step in the realm of uh, international banking system. So we come back to that. That's interesting because another one of our guests that we had, was that Mr. Blue that was talking about that? I think so. Yeah, Mr. Blue was talking about how... Um, that they basically kind of became one of the like the the largest and first like kind of banking. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like Swiss, and and that's where one of their biggest bases, for lack of a better term, was in Switzerland. That's how we get the term of a Swiss bank. I mean, look at the Switzerland flag. Mm-hmm. It's a simply an inversion it of the is. Templar cross. Oh fuck off! Oh shit! You didn't notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. Did you also notice that they put barcodes on all their ships? So they can what? Scandinavian. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck! You did that to me yesterday. I should have seen that coming. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad that full circled. Uh, this all checks out. I think yeah. I think you're on the you're on the level for sure. So, um, John, one of John's favorite things to bring up when, when we're talking to these people is the Illuminati. Oh God! I, that's one thing I absolutely hate is when people go Illuminati and shit like that. But Illuminati, though, <laughs> right? The what they call the Illuminist movement was essentially them graduating into the Renaissance, having what they call banking cartels throughout the European region, and the Illuminist movement was what helped spark the Renaissance with the idea of science, art philosophy, etc. And it was essentially one of these groups, but they helped promote higher philosophical being. That's not the right word I want to use, but enlightenment, I guess, because, I mean, the Renaissance was the age of enlightenment, as they called it, per se. Yeah, everybody went to, uh, was it, ascend to an ethereal plane, release themselves from corporeal form, the idea of transcendence. Oh, no, transcendence is... Know all about that. That's really interesting because that goes into the more 
for lack of a better term, paganistic aspects. Mm-hmm. On. Oh, fuck. Which is why I think a lot of the mythos around mm-hmm. the Freemasons has to do with pagan or Satan worship. Well, I mean, it all leads back to King Solomon's temple. And if you look in the, in the Bible, King Solomon, he would encant demons and... Um, um, channel different spirits, etc. He was the original kind of organized pagan in that regard, and each and every Freemasonry chapter is made to pretty much emulate what King Solomon's Lodge looked like. And didn't that have some, and like I think some part of the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, had something to do with Sodom and Gomorrah and the, ta- and the, the town of like basically heathenism? Well, that is actually, that's more, and if you look at the timeline, and I mean the timelines of the Bible are a little uncorrelated, but that is what they best. Yeah. And (laughs) that's more or less in the book of Genesis, and you see the progression throughout time is when we get to King David, who was the father of King Solomon, etc., it's it really strikes me as odd about the Bible, and I know this has a lot to do with the Illuminist movement, the Templars, the Freemasons. You see, in all the world's religions, you see almost the exact same stories. Mm-hmm. And since our timeline's different from back then, I come to the conclusion that it's a much more ancient story being told throughout all the civilizations on Earth and languages. When you oh, look so at- it's like a different universal parallel time theory. That's a good way to put it too. Nice. When you look at when you look at a lot of the religions around the world, specifically in that part of the world, in a lot of it, it's the same story. Um, there's always a um, a, a, a son, um, and it, I think it re- kind of refers more to. I don't know if you guys you, you guys have seen Zeitgeist, right? You guys never seen Zeitgeist. Oh yeah, hey, 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 zodiac calendar. Yeah, and exactly. a lot, a lot of that, like that, resonates with me. Like when I think about the world religions, every time I hear that, I just remember it's German for newspaper, which is really kind of fucking weird. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, according to our one of our best sources, <coughs> Wiki, <laughs> <laughs> the poor fellow soldiers of Christ and the Temple of Solomon, or Papyrus Commilites Christi Templi Solomonocracy, uh, also known as the Order of Solomon's Temple or the Knights Templar. You could have just said that. Were a Catholic military order <laughs> founded in one 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 nine eleven nineteen something A.D. Numbers. probably. Um, assume A.D. Headquartered on the Temple Mount of Jerusalem through eleven twenty eight A.D. When the <laughs> it's so weird saying those numbers. That's just like so fucking far ago. Mm. When they went to meet with Pope Pope Hornus or something, Horus the second. Um, anyway, they were recognized in 1139 by another Pope, as it were, because I mean, it's yeah. fucking bullshit. Anyway, uh, one fucker. thing I should have mentioned to you earlier is, especially in the realm of dates, and I was telling you about the massacre of the Jacques de Molay and the Freemasons. Yes, yeah, we kind of Templars. Get, we kind of got away from that. Yeah. You're good, but one thing <clears throat> I was going to say was um Pope Philip the Fair of France and he owed a lot of money to these Templar groups. So what he did is he had them all wiped out, which mm. is the massacre essentially and in the year 1307 it was on Friday the 13th. Which is where we get the Friday the 13th yeah, aspect from. That's another thing. Yeah, Mr. Blue was also talking about that. That's fucking wild, man. Mm. It's really crazy. 
And uh, something that's been kind of a common theme around these interviews is like we also talk about like a lot of the symbolism popping up in, in like yes. American culture in general. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Biggest phrase in Freemasonry is our entire life is ruled by symbols. And it's literally just an image to represent a specific thought or idea. Mm -hmm. Every single thing around us, whether we realize it or not, is a symbol. Heck, these boxes of Coke are a symbol. This horse head is a symbol. The Batman hat is a symbol. It all creates a thought that is like, yeah, it, it's fucking advertising. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that too. Trust me. I get that. Yeah, well, we're going to put a pedicle in downtown so people start for worshiping Satan. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I think it's like every time you, every time you look at, uh, at anything... Uh, it, it creates a a thought associated with what you're looking at mm -hmm. more than just like the actual image, and I, I guess through that 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 kind of Shit. makes sense. Like our logo. Well, sure. If you look at that, you, hopefully people think uh, funny. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> let's play a game. <laughs> what words do you associate when you look at our logo? Huh. There's a big alien theme. Well, I was talking about my show. Gods. It's a wolf. Uh-huh. Gods. That's it. That's an interesting thing. Interesting. Well, they always say, are there hostile or peaceful aliens out there? I say, there are angels and demons. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. You look at the most ancient civilizations on planet Earth, or at least that we can record the ancient Sumerians, according to them, and they had the earliest form of writing they called cuneiform, and they keep it on these tablets, and... It was literally just a big stick, and they'd put it in there, and it's different lines. But according to that, if we translate all the way back, it talks about a story of an extraterrestrial race, essentially, called the Anunnaki, the oh, children yes. of Anu. I very much know about the Anunnaki. We were created from the original Homo sapiens as a slave race to mine gold. And gold is so big within the Illuminist movement, Freemasonry, etc., <clears throat> And for the aliens, especially because it helps run their craft because they wire everything with gold. Yeah, well, gold's a, a, a fantastic electrical yes. component. It, it is, and that's why gold and diamonds were so valuable. Yo, what if we were just put here legit just to get gold for aliens? We're a fucking ant farm. Oh, fuck. That's not completely <laughs> inaccurate, I promise you. <laughs> that would be crazy <clears throat> to find. Like, imagine if we found that out, like, for sure. Like, we 100% knew that. That would blow. Society would crumble. There is no free will. <laughs> no, Only the illusion oh, of such. Oh, shit. Consciousness, man. The funniest band I've ever heard of was called Alex Jones and the Prison Planet. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> That's a band name? Alex Jones's Prison Planet, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> mm -mm. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Uh, okay, all right, all right. We got to get back on topic here. John, what else you got? Well, you shut me down. I got nothing. Well, you're just reading facts. <laughs> or you're, well, you're reading from a Wikipedia page. We're interviewing here. You got any questions about the Freemasons? What else did we ask uh, Mr. Blue and uh, M? Guy, you're the guy with the laptop guy. We did a lot of things on this laptop, Devin. <laughs> Whoa, that's, that sounds really weird. Hasn't been released yet. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> La, 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 la. Okay, so about the Freemasons and their control over our government or secrets. There we go. There How we about go. that? Let's talk about that. You need a bottle opener? Oh, if you don't mind. I got you. Oh, my gosh. You were the best good friend. 
I gotta insist though, while you're here, um, that you do try a Yes, it will murder your thirst. What is this? This is literally mountain water. Ooh. Liquid death mountain water. Murder your thirst. It has precisely 0% alcohol. It does. It's 100% mountain water. It's the only thing we drink that doesn't have alcohol in it. It's <laughs> some For some reason, I want to say bullshit, but I could be wrong. <laughs> As you can tell, it's most likely true. It's not bad. It's pretty damn good, man. It is. And uh, they're big on uh, death to plastic and things like that. So Okay. It's environmentally friendly, or at least we like to assume. So it is literally just water. It is literally just water. With the name Liquid Death, yeah. I'm thinking this is like some triple IPA shit or something, man. I know, right? And the thing, their whole marketing is just like, uh, you know, traditionally market uh, water is marketed as like this, you know, girly drink. But in reality, water kills, like, mm-hmm. tons of people every year. Water's the only thing that really, truly quenches the thirst. It's true. It's true. Oh. It, it will murder your thirst. And it kills you, though? <clears throat> it can kill you, yeah, if you if you inhale mm-hmm. it. You know, that's called drowning. Um, it's really soft if you just poke it, but if you hit it at, like, 30 miles per hour, it's like a brick fucking wall. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There was a story I heard, and it was a, there was some kind of water drinking contest, and they could see who who could drink the most gallons of water. And a woman literally, her her insides pretty much drowned from drinking so much you can, water. You can li- literally because when you drink a lot of water, your brain will actually start to swell, and mm-hmm. you can actually con- like concuss your own brain. Yeah. Too- it's insane. Tsunamis, whoa, fucking hurricanes, bro. It's Did water, you know bro. Water. Is also one of the very few substances in our known universe that has three different states of matter. That's pretty wild, also, to think about. Yeah. Like, it can be a solid, a liquid, a gas. Yeah. It can some actually in certain environments it could be all four, all three at the same time. <laughs> My man just got into a drinking competition <laughs> with himself. The beer is trying to fight him. Holy shit! He's going for it. The beer is trying to win. Uh, it, it's a whole thing. Scott said no. I'm winning this bitch. Uh, oh, it's coming back up. He's got it. Keep your head down, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that always happen to me and no one else? Bro, it's pretty wild. What it, it it can happen like for no reason too. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> Again, gas, bro. There you yo, go. Fucking chemistry, dog. liquid dynamics, my guy. Physics. Where's Nicholas Porter? <laughs> One we of need co- our scientist on the set. One of the coolest things I have ever seen. It was a video on YouTube, and it was the scientist who put water, excuse me, <laughs> on the microscopic level. And what they found is water reacts to the energy around and what you say to it. If you say something positive like love or anything like that, its molecular shape changes to these beautiful images. But if you say something like hate, prejudice, whatever, it gets to these real ugly looking... That blew my mind the first time I saw that. Oh, that's a thought. Hold on. This is a real thing I want to figure the fuck out now. You're telling me that water has memory... Oh yeah, it, it, I mean, and it's a it can understand element. us. It's a sacred element for a reason. So water, essentially, is Olaf from Frozen. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And it remembers things. Did you have to take it to Disney? They said it. <laughs> Disney has all that shit in there all the time. That's another thing. You ever heard of the thing in Disneyland and World called Club Thirty Three? 
Yeah. That's a whole other show, though. That's a whole. Oh, okay. That's a whole other thing that we can get. Where I want to do a whole thing with that. No, no, no. Well, he did link it back. Uh huh. He linked it back. Thirty-three degrees. Yep. Oh fuck. And it was for yeah. boys. Oh fuck! Right. Yeah. It's pretty much a Demolay kind of hangout place at Disney World and Disneyland. Hmm. So it's like where all the young Freemasons go to party. Let's say they're being groomed and primed, for lack of a groomed better term. Groomed is an interesting word. That is a very shows. interesting choice of word, indeed. Yeah. That's exactly that's what That's kind it of is. fucking terrifying. So that brings me back to my question, because uh, that's scary. Um, <laughs> water, reacting to words like prejudiced words, how do you be prejudiced against water? Be like, fuck you, you salt water. I like fresh water. It's not really a reaction to you saying to it, but it's a reaction to the energy that comes from the things that you say. Well, couldn't you explain like the, that scientifically like to all matter then? It's like the the intention of what you're saying. Well, plants do the same could. thing. Yeah, plants do can. do the same thing. So, again, that means that energy that we put out as mm-hmm. whatever we actually are, because we don't yes. know what if we're corporeal. I mean, we think we are. Whatever consciousness level that we are in this simulation um, yes. Yes. <clears throat> the, everything around us is interacting with us into that degree because it's minutely retrospective to where the program cannot understand it. Oh, yeah. Well, listen to this. You know how every single thing in this universe, the building blocks of matter, protons, neutrons, electrons. Yeah. And once you go beyond that, well, mind you, besides the fact that orbit is the same movement as an atom... Yes, that's fucking crazy, too, to think about. But when you go deeper into that, and this goes into your simulation theory, when you look beyond the submolecular level, it's an empty space. Nothing. Absolute nothing. At least as far as we can see, and then we don't know if there's another tiny little fucking universe word in there. Exactly. Uh, Also, what's really interesting, kind of to that point, is that, like, in in the way that something so small as an atom behaves this very similar to something so large as a universe... That kind of helps the simulation theory because it's like they're just reusing the same code. Yes. Yep. And and that's exactly what you would do if you're writing a program. You're copy and pasting the code. Just scaling it. Holy shit. I got to get another whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> also, coming up soon on Wolf Takes a Bite, we will be covering simulation theory. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. God damn it. I, I have had this in the works for a little bit. I still need to work on it, though. We're not quite there. I was listening to a gospel radio station, and they started talking about the simulation theory and shit like that and the possibilities behind it. And you know what? If you're going to have a simulation theory, what better way to keep tabs on your program than having a system set up that is intertwined between all levels of society, like the Freemasons? Or any of the other Skull and Bones, any of these other mm-hmm. secret societies. What better way to fucking keep tabs to make sure your program is running smoothly yes. and keeping yourself out of it than creating a system where the program itself thinks it is in control? It's not in control. It's just following your directives, but in it's reporting back to you. Yes. At the highest levels of these secret organizations, we don't know who's at the top of this thing. Well, the interesting thing about a lot of these groups are, is if you go back to the ancient civilizations, one of the oldest... Ooh, God bless you, my friend. Try that, Jackson Morgan. Whipped orange cream. You mind if I... Let's go with me. Yeah, I don't go. It's interesting flavor. Oh, my God. It's, it's like a melted dream pop. That is That's amazing. Exactly it. Yeah, it's a melted dream pop. But essentially, one thing that I will iterate about 
the Freemasons, the Illuminous Movement, Skull and Bones, Brotherhood of the Snake, which is one of the oldest forms, they're not really evil. They're not really good. They're like an anti-hero almost. But the problem with it is, is that there's so many different people of each and different kinds of philosophy and mindset and influence there. Certain people can be networked with other certain people. So mm -hmm. you'll get great people within Freemasons, and you'll get the shittiest of scumbags in the entire planet within that group. Uh, let's see. So from your short time there, did you have any inclination in which you believe that the Freemasons are, in fact, in government? Oh, obviously. I have. My uncle was the one who originally got me into this group. He... And this was before I was first initiated. He took me on a trip that he and his Freemasons throughout the state. On a favorite we went, rocket ship. <laughs> we went to Alexandria, Virginia, where there is the National Freemasonry Museum. And it's pretty much an obelisk like the Washington Monument. It would we, be called Alexandria, too. I swear to God. Yep. And, and we went to an Easter service, an Easter sunrise service. And I got to asking him one day at the restaurant we were at. And I was telling him, hey... So I've always heard the phrase that Freemasons run the country, and he leans over and says, that, that and that's not untrue. Mm. Uh, that's, the, that's the best firsthand resource I can give you that, but... Do they give you anything like a shot or a pill or anything like that when you join? Because every Freemason we've met so far... It's a deep voice. <laughs> they're, they're Captain America in you. Yeah, like, are they just pumping you up full of shit? Like, oh, I want to know what oh the deal God. is. Like, there's no Freemason that I've met that's just like, oh, honey, it's great. We do this thing, and it's a ritual, and it's blah, 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 blah. Well, it's, um, uh, it's, it's more conservative. Well, they yes, sound manly as fuck. And speaking of pumping up through shit, I just noticed you handed this to me. Thank you. What is this? So this is the exact same drink you had, uh, but before I used uh, the simple, the orange simple syrup that I made. This time sir. it's blueberry simple syrup. It's delicious. God yeah. bless you, my friend. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, sir. I appreciate that. It's intriguing. It's like grape juice on steroids. Oh. <laughs> I make I make this one a little bit more spirit forward. Yeah, it's very spirit forward. Yeah, because the blueberry can definitely overtake the flavor, mm. and I don't like that. I like yeah. to taste my whiskey. Indeed. My, my bourbon, sorry. Yeah, there you go. All right. So there is another set of theories that we've talked about previously, too, with the Freemasons. That they're all devil worshippers. No, we already covered that. Well, obviously, they're not. Well, that goes into the split. Once you get up to a certain level, you have the... Re a split. Yeah, he's talking about the Scottish, Scottish right, right and the York, York right. right. Yep. One's for Christians, and one's pretty much for anything else. Yeah, we already covered that. I don't remember yeah. talking about that. We talked about it three different times. Well, I remember talking about the different rights. I don't remember. I didn't know that there was like, there was so one, one of those was more, specifically yeah, one Christian. More, one of them supposedly more complicated. The other one uh, being less complicated is because it's using the Christian right now. Mm -hmm. the, uh, I think it's the York right is the open interpretation. Or is this the Scottish right? Yeah, I believe you. it is the York right, which is the more... Broader and I'm almost 100% right. sure Scottish is it's more traditional. Yeah. Yes, and and then that goes back into um, after the fact that the Knights Templar, uh, working for the Pope and the Christian and Catholic churches, uh, went to Ireland and Scotland, and they took over, killed massive amounts of people I during the this. purging of snakes from Ireland. Oh yeah, um, when they killed thousands of heathens and pagans uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, um, <clears throat> did that, and then 
converted everybody else because it was like do it or die. Yeah. And then that's where they feel like they got their rights from because they put down roots there. That's exactly correct. And um, even here in Louisville, Kentucky, if you go downtown, there is a Scottish Rite down there. Damn. Yeah. What? Is there really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, we have several know. lodges here, remember? I do know that, but I didn't know that, that. I thought that that was more of a a European thing. I didn't know that we had that here in the States. No, oh, no, no, no. That's, I thought they were all Blue yeah. Lodges. Isn't that what he... Well, he said his lodge was called Blue Lodge, mm-hmm. oh. but the passage of rights in the degrees yeah. doesn't change because that's part of the format that they make yes. you follow to, um, what's the right word, induct you, um, um, it, it, program it you, program you <laughs> into being um, the, the little messengers and working bees that they want you to be because, again, this is all a giant program and they're just using us to um, level out their society and put everybody in all these strategic places and have these little worker ant programs run around here and doing shit in the backside and nobody knows what the fuck is going on and really what they're doing is they're controlling the whole entire show from mm. up above somewhere else. Well, that's not entirely inaccurate, but one of the that most means facts. <laughs> one of the most interesting things I've learned is, um, and I'm sure you guys obviously know Nikolai Tesla, mm-hmm. his frequency three six nine. You San heard Diego? the three six nine golden the frequency in that. <laughs> so what? Wait, that wait. Is, I thought it was eight seven six five three zero nine. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, Jenny, Fuck Jenny. You. Fuck you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but a lot of this ties into what they call sacred geometry, flower uh-huh. of life stuff. And 33 obviously is what we understand that there are the degrees of Freemasonry, but it obviously goes up to 66.6, 99.9. It's the format for making a complete circle, especially in the realm of sacred geometry. Speaking even- of, which is really weird, too, because if you've noticed lately, more and more people have been accepting and getting um, tattooed on their bodies and preaching the sacred geometry thing, which is up until like the past nine years been very kind of quiet and hush hush. Most people didn't really understand the mathematics behind it. And I don't even think they do today. It's just like, oh, well, this is a pretty fucking Zionotic flower. It's it's that. Um, But but the thing is, it's that programming. You've been programmed. They've Mm -hmm. been programmed for generations. The boomers heard it, then they taught it down somehow over using different words, not saying the same thing, just like the passwords. They're using different words. They're saying um, the color is blue, and that somehow programs you into thinking, I need to uh, personify this sacred geometry because that is the key to the life. One of the most interesting things I've learned is, obviously, we talk about Solomon. His father was King David, and you all obviously know the symbol for Judaism, Star David. That's based on a sacred geometry symbol called the Merkabah. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, they have the Metatron, which is... Oh, which thing. actually, that one's really fucking cool looking. If you don't know what it looks like, go Google it. It's really fucking cool. I will. Um, which is great that you bring that up because that brings me into another point that didn't really get to touch much on last time because, you know, those were pretty tight-lipped Masons, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, is that Freemasonry is a Jewish front for world domination or at least controlled by Jews for this goal. An example of this being an anti-Semitic literary forgery of the Protocols and the Elders of Zion. Um, Specifically, Adolf Hitler believed that the Freemasons was a tool for Jewish influence. Well, the interesting thing about that, I wouldn't necessarily use the term Jewish. It has a lot to do with Jewish lore. So if you look in, according to Judaism, they have three different realms. 
the Torah, sometimes called the Tanakh, the Talmud, and there's what they call the Kabbalah, which mm -hmm. is technically not written down, but it's ancient Hebrew, sort of pagan, occultist, ritualistic kind of Supposedly stuff. Supposedly also the language of the Anunnaki. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's where um, Book of Enoch stuff comes exactly. in. Exactly. Yep. See, now we got it. We have I'm, cracked the code. I'm completely lost. He needs to be filled in. His circle is still open. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people <laughs> will. So if you guys want to explain it, that would be good content. The interesting Start thing the is... Book of Enoch. Yeah, oh my god. The Watchers, I mean... Enoch was the father of Methuselah. And Methuselah was the father of Noah. And the Book of Enoch talks about the end times kind of thing for back then. And that goes into the... Zodiac ages. Original and, prophecies. Yes. And like Zeitgeist. I mean, obviously, we just entered the age of Aquarius beforehand was Pisces, mm -hmm. which is a fish. Christ is represented by a fish. We go back to the age of Aries, mm -hmm. the ram. Moses and a lot of ancient artwork yeah, is depicted as a ram, the ram's horn before then. Taurus, obviously representing Horus. That's why Moses got pissed off about the bull calf. And before then, you got Gemini, which is a man and a woman, and it's, and supposedly the beginning of time, Adam and Eve, well, et cetera, et cetera. I wouldn't say Adam and Eve. I would say Abraham and Sarah. Adam and Eve is more of a symbolic telling. Well, yeah, of that but that's story. more relatable to people who don't know about the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And coming soon <laughs> to an astrology near you, the age <laughs> of Capricorn will be soon. Oh, God, that's the one that's going to scare me, damn caps. <laughs> it's going to be an emotional roller coaster with all these fucking Gen Xers. Oh, God. <laughs> Devin's face. So, <laughs> so why did you leave the Freemasons? <laughs> Let's get back on topic. I think this is very topic related. I, it's just diving into the other side that we didn't get with the more staunch... Well, Remembers. they were indoctrinated. Yeah. It's supplemental, let's put it that way. The reason, Programmed. The reason right. I left was I was in college and working full-time, didn't really, couldn't make that the biggest part of my life. Plus, I didn't want to pay lodge dues every year, like three, $400 every year just to remain active. So That's now a I'm, lot of money, and you don't even get union benefits. <laughs> and I was, I was talking to you, uh, and I believe you said that you were at least interested in returning back or I would be to be 100% honest and especially now being in a better mindset to do that than I was before my personal journey all I got to say was I got into conspiracy theories got out of Christianity conspiracy theories brought me into paganism and paganism brought me back into Christianity but in a completely new light and context story of my life except for going back to Christianity well I mean all the world's religions oh they're all the homage same. yeah and their organization and structure is very paganistic if you look mm -hmm. at a Catholic mass or an Orthodox it mass, looks just like a Wiccan or a pagan ritual exactly well, with the Wiccans, well, to be fair, Wicca was created in 1955, and they did well, model that off very strongly after the Catholic Church. Well, Wicca, I call, is organized religion <coughs> for beginner pagans. That's factual. Yeah. And honestly, paganism is a lot more subjective than people would like to admit. Well, yeah, you, you branch it off into so many more different pantheons, where Wicca uh, follows more of the goddess route, where it's just sun, moon, and stars, and that... 
but then even then, by having sun in there, which they don't high, hold as the highest power, they hold the moon as the highest power. Yes. Um, but having the sun in there still pays homage to the old pagan ways, which was related to Ra and Akmun oh, yeah. Ra, which, again, Anunnaki, supposedly, were the original uh, controllers and the ones who built the pyramids and controlled the people and the Jews and the Hementites down in Egypt to create these structures. Not for burial purposes, but for energizing purposes, to energize and create a world-powered network of wireless energy. One of the coolest things you'll find. I love etymology, the history yes. of terms, idioms. We talked about this. He so, hates it. So you know. <laughs> I hate it. I just, I don't have the understanding that you have of it, so I get wrapped around these like co- concepts, and I, I struggle with it. One of I the struggle co- with it. coolest things you'll ever see. So you know in the Christian Bible... All the angels, there's Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, Ariel, Mm -hmm, Emmanuel. mm -hmm. L is the suffix. And if you look back to ancient Hebrews, it it is referring to Elohim, which is the name of God in that regard. And so if you look back, etymologically speaking, in Sumerian Babylonian, L is the equivalent of Anu. Mm -hmm. Which, again, Anunnaki and Specifically, gods that came down mm-hmm. from the heavens on fiery chariots, yep. as described in in Hebrew texts. Best thing, though, is that Anu had two sons, Enki and Enlil, and they both had completely different polar opposites of the view on planet Earth. And that gets me to thinking, I have a very far-out theory, but just hear me out, especially in the concept of Christianity. Satan and Jesus... Both work for God. We're closer to my heart. Same, same build, same structures, just different names. Exactly. Sons of Odin. Okay, there you go. Because most people don't realize Thor and if Loki. Satan was against God. Wouldn't he reward each and every single person who came into this his realm and give them rank and merit? Mm-hmm. Satan is a jailer, and the people who I guess are quote unquote doomed to go there are the ones who are doomed to reincarnate and that goes into the zen buddhist theory of reincarnation the wheel of life kind of stuff but then again is that really punishment is it it is if you consider living and not being in the afterlife of i guess heaven uh this would be as somebody who has gone through some regression therapy and i i've from what i can tell i have 11 past lives (sighs) hello it's a lot don't know a whole lot of the details on a lot of them. I know I was in World War II at some point. Mm-hmm. I know that I was uh, I was a civilian at another point, and then I was like an animal in some other points too. Um, but with that knowledge, I'd still rather take this leap back and back and back. And also, it's a creation theory itself. If you were Satan, let's just imagine deitally. If you were somebody who was supposed to trick all of these souls into doing something to where you had the control and power over them. Wouldn't you do it pretending to be God or going to heaven? Wouldn't those actions be the ones that send you to the bad place versus the one that you're being told to stay away from? Cause it's the manipulation. It's the tricking of the mind. Why would it be laid out so simply in a book written by a man? Because that's all the mind manipulation. If you're going to have a, a, a mass of souls and you want Pull them into the worst possible scenario of their afterlife, where you can torture and control them for all eternity. 
you make it sound really good. Do you know who Belial is? The Demon of Lies. It's one of the high-up demons on the list. And one thing I will say, don't fuck with demons. I learned the hard way on that shit. So, facts. years hard ago, facts. I used to work at the Baxter Avenue Morgue. You know, it's a haunted house. I, yep. But the place oh, where it's place. at was an actual morgue at the turn of the century. And mm-hmm. it's super fucking haunted. And there was the room I went into and I worked in. It was the graveyard. They say it's the one of the most haunted rooms. And they say there's a demon who hangs out there. They call the gremlin. You can tell he's there because it smells like piss, sweat, rotten eggs, sulfur. Typical demon kind of sense. And my, my dumb ass the first year I joined was a satanic priest character in that room. So being so far into character, I said, you know what? You're a fucking little pussy. Come on, fuck with me. You're a little bitch. Shut up. And that shit followed me home for weeks and weeks and really fucked my ass up. So I'll bet. No lube. Goes into the right hand, left hand kind of aspect mm-hmm. of paganism. And that's why it is. You think you have all this control and power and that's where you're really mistaken. It's when you, when you branch away and this is how I've always practiced when you branch away from actually communicating and leveling yourself with the energies around you. When you think you're higher than those energies because yes. you're corporeal, that's not how it works. No, not you have no control over that. If it's non corporeal, you can't really affect it. You can only manipulate it. And it uh, comes down to your strength of manipulation. How much can you mm-hmm. outthink something that is had thousands of years trapped in one state of being? Well, that's what King Solomon understood is that you have to humble yourself to these deities. Which is why regard. he built the temple with no nails, because iron back then was used yes. for nails, and iron is a deterrent and a wall to keep out and block. And, and spiritual entities because they cannot manifest themselves within it and they cannot pass through it. That's why the whole theology of demons and Satan can't pass railroad tracks because railroad tracks used to be made of iron. That's, that's oddly enough, you mentioned railroad tracks because one of the times a demon really fucked with me at the Baxter Avenue morgue, I was taking my friend home from there. And as soon as we crossed the railroad track... My car died, and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. wrong side of the tracks, my friend. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, actually, I have a question. Um, So, you you said briefly that you came back to Christianity with a new uh, understanding. What what was that new understanding, and how was it different from the first time? It was honestly, like I said, I was raised in the Christianity. Really got out throughout paganism. I'm a little tipsy here. God bless you for your drink, good sir. <laughs> That's kind of how very on, very on brand. Yep, this is how it works. I'll, but, I'll sip to that. Indeed. But you, you know what? Shit, I'll sip to that too. God bless you guys. <laughs> Indubitably. But one of the things was that what took me out, like I said, was the conspiracy theories, and which eventually got me to paganism, brought me back. It gave me a complete broader mindset in regards to what basic religions kind of uphold within the structure of each and everything. I learned to look at so many things within a broader context. It helped me to realize Krishna, Christ, Horus, Christ. Horus was crucified. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. It gives you 
a lot broader of a concept and, in a weird way, a lot deeper understanding. I mean, y'all know metaphysics, what mm -hmm. they call the secret, the law of attraction. That's exactly what prayer is, and most people don't get that. Mm -hmm. So, okay, but I guess <clears throat> more of to what my question is, is knowing that, that basically they're, they're, all religions are basically teaching the same values and the same uh, lessons. Yes, sir. Why specifically go back to Christianity and not, not any other? Why well, you did know, you choose that? Because it was familiar or? Well, essentially, yes, that is the case. And I do believe in a weird way, I guess, each and every pathway is very subjective in that regard, especially mm. in your own kind of understanding and consciousness. And that was the one that was presented to me, whether me believing it's Christ or some Hindus believing in Rama you know, the Jews believing in Moses or Elohim, whatever. Like I said, it's the same story spread out through time without Earth's history. I think it's a much more ancient story than what we're told. Just different Obviously, personifications. It's just, but it's, it's been controlled and manipulated by man. And with that aspect in mind, going back to Christianity for you has to be almost a sub- conscious way of saying i rather ask for things than command for things mm -hmm. of the ethereal plane and that's the difference between paganism and christianity yes. is that you're asking with christianity and you're demanding with paganism well you like i said you have to know the right mindset to use my problem is and i say this to christians all the time most christians think of prayer as an email to god yeah. they don't really <laughs> well they don't understand it's an instant message Denied. Mm. Immediately denied. What do you mean by that? Well, most people, like I say, when I quote unquote pray, etc., and it's in the broader context, I will literally mm -hmm. manifest the energy around me of what I say is God. And I can feel it all around me when you focus your mindset onto these things. And for lack of a better term, envision that, if that makes any sense. There's... Let's put it this way. With things like that, you can literally feel it if your mm -hmm. mind not personifies that. That's not the best Manifests word. Manifests it. Manifests it. That's exactly right. The mind is the ultimate tool within this entire universe. And it's many the only key we have to the program. Well, exactly. Well, but hold on, though, because if if that's the route you're taking when you're, quote-unquote, praying, uh, praying, then why is it um, that you're you're asking a, a higher power, even though you, your brain is, how do you make that connection? Does that make well, sense? No, that's exactly right. And don't get me wrong. I definitely believe very much in the higher power. Well, you'd have to, to be a Christian, right? Not necessarily Any, because there's, un, there's Christian pagans. Yeah, and, and, that's and what sense, I am. You're a universalist. Oh, okay. You're a universalist. For lack of a better term. Yes, very much so. Everything and, around you is God. Everything, every energy, everything you interact with is God in some form or a higher power. Yes. And that's the thing most people don't get. Christians call it God. But I mean, even someone who calls them an atheist, themselves an atheist, if they believe in something greater than ourselves, whatever that may be, an idea, they believe in a god. Flying mm. spaghetti monster. <laughs> what, um, what do you think about about the Pastafarians? The Pastafarians? You yeah. mean with Cthulhu, the flying spaghetti monster? Yeah. yeah. I say. 
H.P. Lovecraft is great, but he's no Edgar Casey. Let's put it that way. Okay, in layman's terms, because I didn't understand that reference. He, he's a very, and don't get me wrong, Lovecraft had great ideas behind what he was saying, but it's a very fictionalized concept of almost real things, I guess, in that regard. Well, things that could have been real at some point. Could have been real, and that's the best uh. way to put that. It's like, you know, the flat earthers and all that stuff. And I always say, ancient years ago, thousands of years ago with early primitive humans, and we could only understand two dimensions instead of three, the earth probably was flat at that time because we could only perceive two dimensions. But now we can perceive three dimensions. And so the we've earth is- elevated our entire universe well, through thought theory. Consciousness. Mm-hmm. Consciousness, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. I'd like to show you something if you don't mind. I don't mind whatsoever. I'm so excited for this. Pastor. Oh, see, I love that. Dude. Pastor. And, and of course, Gray. Adam's touching the <clears throat> flying spaghetti monster yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God bless you, my friend. Um, obviously, I did it more as a as a fun he, a fun gag. but He is a man of the tablecloth now. Though. I, well, <laughs> see, that's the thing that gets me. Anybody can get an ordination like that it's, online. It was, it, I, I paid $50, and it came to me in the mail. It exactly. <laughs> it, it, there was nothing. There was very similar. less for our lordship titles. Very similar to how me and John are supposed lords of Kerry. It, it was, yes, oh, we're lords shit. of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Dude. We own property. We own one square foot each in Ireland. <laughs> I also own a square foot in the UK, but I try not to brag about it. Well, that's like when <laughs> you I- bring it up every time. <laughs> Well, see, that's as more far-fetched as my uncle. When I was born, he he, pretty much what they did is you could purchase, and that's not the best word, like some random star in a constellation. That's the next that's thing we're doing. The, there's the a thing we're going to do, but it's also the biggest scam in the There's city. a star in the Beetle Guys constellation named Scott Thomas Schwartz. You mean Beetlejuice? Yeah, and the... <laughs> close enough. <laughs> <laughs> So then here's a quick question. I want to bring this back full circle. Yes. Because I think this is tied in, and I know it seemed like a tangent, but it was really it it was to a degree. But I definitely had degree. Yes. No, that's not (laughs) how I'm tying it back in. First degree. With your with your uh newfound religious upturn. Yes. With your newfound religious upturn, how do you think that's affecting you in your um ambition to go back to the Freemasons? Well, you know, it's like I said, whether I agree 100%, I'm in a better mindset now to do that. And the interesting thing is, I just want to learn about it. Whether or not it's true or not, my mind will always have a feast for any kind of knowledge. I always say the best knowledge is random bullshit trivia about like old artists and TV shows. The best Mm -hmm. information is useless information. I agree. Now, do you think you're going to go through all all the degrees? You're going to go to max level out? Oh, God, no. Probably not. There's, I hear you can pay to win. Uh, that's, that's an accurate statement. I've heard conspiracies say that there's like a whole 360 degrees. Which, uh, 33. Well, yeah, 33. There's sometimes what people say the 34th, which is... Well, I mean, if you go 360 degrees, I guess, you know, we could say you went full circle. Well, well yeah, yeah, that I was going to say. Well, but that would be very symbolic for, you know, a, a guild of people who really appreciate symbolism. Sacred like geometry. There's yeah, the whatever. difference between Freemasons and affiliated well, Masons. Well, see, now as a, as a, if you say guild, now I'm thinking about, like, you know, yeah. let's play some, they got dice and they're doing this whole thing. And then you got a bard and 
Why not? Why not play games? Why yeah. not? You what, know are what? Do, what are they Fuck doing it. at these meetings? We know they serve food. Heck, Barely. A guild was just a union in the ancient days of fellow people Adventures. who went into a same skill. Well, and that's what it originally was, right? The Freemasonry originally started Masons. was literally was, uh, yeah, stone masons architecture. Of, yeah, yeah. Mm. I was right, asshole. That's yes, why there's I wasn't a saying you weren't. That's why there's a difference between Freemasons and affiliated Masons. One is actually a stone architecture, and one is just free as in regards to the organization. Yeah, we're just going to say we know shit about stones, but we're going to make meetings every month what, and not what was build the, nothing. What was Mr. Blue saying about it? It wasn't that nowadays Freemasons. It wasn't a physical act. It was a theoretical act. Yeah, yeah. Th- uh, he said, he, he said the, something the, else, the, but I'll look it up. Maybe theoretical I'll, masonry instead of... Maybe I'll link it in here right now. Insert, put thank it, you. Insert here yep. uh, what he said. But yeah, it wasn't... Because obviously people in the Freemasons are not practicing stone cutting or anything like obviously. that. Obviously. But it's more the, the lessons that go with it. But if they were, that would explain a lot of mm-hmm. Freemasonry built structures back then about like... The crazy things like the pyramids or further back Well, back, back then that. they would have actually been building. Yeah, right? they would have been building that shit because they've been cutting that shit out of stone. One of the best things <clears> I <throat> learned is you can see this in Washington, D.C., and I think it's oh, not John's really the capital, but um, mm-hmm. one of the buildings, I think it's actually one of the Freemasonry rites down there. I can't remember what the official building is. When it was built in the Revolutionary Days... Cornerstone. Cornerstones are so big within Freemasonry. And yeah, they put their symbol on it. If you see one of these buildings, there's a cornerstone missing from it. And they say that's one place they kept, like, you know, secrets of the order, a thing about the Declaration of Independence. Hidden inside of it. Yeah, all that exactly. kind of thing, too. Which is funny because you find um, in D.C., obviously, there's a pentacle and the White House sits in the middle mm-hmm. of it. Um <clears throat> Not a pentacle, it's a pentagram because the point's yeah. marked down um, if you're looking north to south. Yes. Now, the interesting thing is on all points of that star are Freemasonry built yes. architecture. It's and you can go to each true. one of those points. Well, like like they, like the previous <clears throat> people have said, you know, if, if you had a, a couple of Freemasons involved in the, in yes. the city planning, yes. wouldn't you try to hide? Like, it's like an Easter egg. Okay, well, it, okay, it's not an Easter egg to a video game. When you're doing something on that scale, you're definitely a generating power. You're generating whatever you're thinking I about. I don't know, man. You're creating or new reality. I don't know, man. These days, the amount of work that goes into creating a video game just to make an Easter egg in a video game is quite a bit. You know where they got the term Easter egg from? And if I'm correct, not I may be totally wrong. Y'all remember the movie Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Absolutely. Nope. So when they were filming that. Nope, I've never seen it. Oh, it's great. I used to go to the midnight showings in high school, etc. The one over at the Baxter Avenue. Baxter Morgue. (laughs) (laughs) Good old days. What they said was there was, um, and they weren't filming at this point, but they said the cast had an um, Easter egg hunt on the stats. And you can see in the movie like two or three Easter eggs hidden. I've never found them, but I mean. I doubt that's the original term. That's where I understood it came from, but like I said. An Easter egg and something definitely came from further back than that, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Easter eggs in general. Easter comes from the ancient goddess Aoster, which is a representation of Ishtar. It's Ostera. It's a pagan holiday. Goddess of fertility, which is represented by an egg. 
Doesn't that ultimately just lead back to like people tracking the stars and understanding that that was going to be when the when the spring would come? Well, if you go to the River of Jordan and the Nile over in Egypt, uh, there's stones that's very specific to that region. That's not what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Where they look like eggs, mm-hmm. and they're meant for fertility. They're they're mm-hmm. meant energetically. They're used uh, by witches and right. women I, all the time for uh, pregnancy, cramps, all that. I, kind of I stuff. understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, didn't didn't like all of that originally come from? ancient humans tracking the stars to figure out when to har- plant and harvest certain types of crops because the ho- they knew the pagan holidays are based around harvesting yeah. yes yes okay. that's why that's you have haunted harvest you, or you know ostera yule yule is your use your harvest i'm sorry because you're in the middle of winter and then you know you have beltane which is the festival of fertility okay sorry. so i i'm sorry <clears throat> i just i want to get to my point here i think the the ultimate point i'm trying to make is is being that, that a lot of that stuff ties back into religion and stuff, and being that most religions are kind of the same story, yes, isn't that more of just a testament to early man's intelligence and being able to track how we can plant our food and survive? Well, that, to a degree, yes. Now, tell me this. Do you know why we have leap year now? Ooh, that's a good one. Isn't that just... <sighs> no, I don't. I could, I could theoretically come up with something, but I don't think it'd be right. So leap year was created to help farmers, and the that was the original oh, that was the original reason for leap year, and that's why all of our seasons seem so off now because it actually throws off our entire calendar. If you follow the Mayan calendar, and even further in more ancient calendars, those are more accurate to the time frame and seasons. Well, right, which because gives us a level of perspective right now. Why we but, are like, oh, why is it snowing in July? No, no, no because we fucked it up for no, fucking no. two thousand years. No, no, no. So. I have a, I have an answer for this, and that's because. Um, the Romans actually invented the kind of calendar that we traditionally use. The Gregorian calendar. Right. And yep. and the Mayans had a calendar before the Romans. Right, but yep. that's not that's not my point. My point is that the Romans were trying to come up with something standard mm-hmm. and where people wouldn't have to use the sky to figure it out. Well the thing is the Mayan calendar no, it would have been Te- more accurate because they were following. technically ended in the year 2000. But they were following They were following the stars, whereas the Romans were kind of like, fuck that, let's come up with something easy. That standard that we can all wrap our minds around. Oh, if it's right? cold, then it's winter. You know. Well, what? no, the, no, no. The, the the how many days are in a week? How many days are in a mm-hmm. month? All that stuff. Now, our, agriculturally speaking, if I'm not mistaken, farmers actually follow a different calendar than what we are traditionally mm-hmm. said to follow right now. Goes into Benjamin Franklin's Poor Richard's Almanac. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. The, oh, dude, that's a whole episode in itself. Going into fucking yes. Benjamin Franklin's Almanac. Dude, that dude in general is probably worth a saga. I mean, that's a good there. season. We could go a season with that, you know, interlacing episodes. Didn't he just spend all of the Revolutionary War fucking people in France? No. <laughs> that's pretty much what he was doing, right? He was Not a womanizer. Yeah. Poor Richard. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking about Benjamin Franklin. Poor Richard, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about Benjamin Franklin. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin was Benjamin Fuckoff. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I will go into, you talk about the calendar we use today, the Gregorian calendar. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the broadest statement I can make is there's two month periods added on, and they were named for two of the emperors, July and August for Julius Caesar and August for Augustus. Yeah, Augustus. Yeah. yeah. Now, interestingly enough, if you follow that uh, 12 month calendar versus following the 10 month, it's very interesting how different. Everything yes. is, it's like your perspective on time and reality and space in itself is just a whole nother fucking oh, yeah. world. The ancient Hebrews used a calendar based on the lunar 
And we add on days. We are adding on days still using this leap year system, which is fucking ignorant. It's it's because again it. It should be more accurate if you use the stars. It is, but but yeah, but ours isn't because we try to standardize it and make it easy, yeah. simple to use for the everyman. So every couple of years we got to squeeze in an extra day just to fix it. You know, because we don't got it right. But it doesn't fix it. Well, <laughs> it, it makes doesn't. it worse every time. <laughs> you talk about the the stars in that regard. You know, on I can't remember if it's the winter solstice, summer solstice, but on one of those dates. The pyramids at Giza align perfectly with Orion's belt. But that's but that what what an interesting thing they still that do is at the also, right time original calendar wise. Yeah. If you go by astronomically, because here's the thing: the stars haven't changed for billions of fucking years. Why yes. did we stop using? Well, them? no, what what he was saying is either we're introverted. You're, you're saying the summer solstice or the winter solstice. I couldn't remember that's, which one. That's not a calendar thing. That's based on the position of our mm-hmm. sun. That doesn't have anything to do with that's how calendar. we used to use it. Look at the sundials. Exactly. That's my point. Or if you're a secret organization such as the Freemasons and you're <laughs> deeply intertwined with um, all members of society, different levels of uh, success and non-success, and you're completely integrated into a whole society and system, um, if you wanted to confuse the fuck out of your populace and have total mind control over people and program the fuck out of them, how would you do that except for distorting their version of space-time into self? Well, that goes back into what ancient kings and lords used to do. Absolutely. They'd have a community, and they'd start bullshit between different people same, and feuding. It's the same fucking reason they don't put clocks in prisons. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that was a thing. That I don't think that's Some, right. The holding cells. Right. Okay, so oh, the cells individually. Yeah, but don't why have would clocks. You, why would you furnish it? Yeah, but the general areas. Because they don't want you to know how much time is passing. Because you can go mad. Mm-hmm. And also, and henceforth, psychologically speaking, the isolation cells, when you go to IAC, those cells, when you're there for extended periods of time, it is manipulative torture. Yeah, no, 100%. And go. I swear, just hearing him sip that sounds like one of those damn ASMR trigger That's videos. Yeah. Uh, so um, the last thing I want to, because uh, obviously, you know, uh, we appreciate your time and uh, we're definitely going to have you back on for the next episode that we're doing for the Freemason Week. I'm grateful to be here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I do have one final question. You know, you're interested in going back into yes. the Freemasonry and things like that. And I know that ultimately, like you said, um, it's mostly about your hunger for knowledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is another uh, kind of beneficial part of being part of the Freemasonry, um, like the camaraderie and the brotherhood, well, now, that was definitely the case with Ndimalay. We were younger guys, but mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong. Like I said, I wasn't there and didn't achieve, excuse me, too much in a certain period of time. It almost seems to me more, most people get into it, and I could be wrong, networking. Yeah. Networking well, yeah. is yeah, the absolutely. best way I could put that. Yeah, because one of the guys that we were talking to was like, um, you know, if you, if you, have a couple applicants, but you know one of them is a Freemason. You know that you know their kind of core set of values, and exactly of that nature. So you'd be more willing to hire that person. So I'm just yeah, wondering, get them if, out of jail free card. Is that <laughs> is that a uh, is that a comparable um, reason to get in other than just your hunger for knowledge, or does the hunger for knowledge just completely eclipse that? Well, you know, I would say for people like us, the hunger for knowledge definitely is yeah. the idea behind that. But I mean. You know, there's some people who could be, you know, self-centered, manipulative assholes. 
definitely go into that for the networking purpose. But I say, well, I more meant the 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 uh, the, the more like um, the brotherhood and knowing that you have people around you that are that will support you. And that definitely is an idea. The camaraderie ship is right. definitely more along the first lines. I would say go for it one hundred percent, especially if you don't have too many people around you who mm-hmm. are that supportive. It literally is a community. Same reason I go to a bar in Hikes Point and there's just three or four old farts there every night. It's the idea of camaraderie and having mm-hmm. somebody you can talk to and relate to in that regard. Yeah, and actually, now just real quick before we end this, um, you brought up an interesting thing that I don't think that we've talked about with uh, M or Mr. Blue mm-hmm. um, is that if you were one of those manipulating self-centered individuals, you absolutely could get into the Freemasons and really, I mean, you could get some shit done for yourself if you wanted to. That's exactly right. I mean, it's like, you know, the whole idea of the system we have here in place in the beautiful United States of America. It's a great, very genuine you can make it work for you, and you can make it great, but at the same time, yeah, can you can you manipulate it. Hey, <laughs> hey, before we close this out, uh, do you have any secrets you want to give us? Oh, that's traditionally. You mean two, right? personal or? Secrets about Freemasonry. Well, I gave you a good chunk right that there. That first one at the very beginning was very good. Yes, that was very. Yeah, you dropped the bomb. Like, wait, you, I want to well, know passwords, handshakes. I already learned a handshake. Actually, we learned one of those. I'll tell you something. Do you know, the handshake? Do you know the handshake? Yeah. Oh, try let's, it. Try let's it. Try, it. try it. Right. Ready? Nope. He did it wrong. Or you get, or he, or the person that we that told us how to do. That's it all something. I remember. Like I said, there was a lot of things. All right, there's was, two more. That one's right. Okay, so he did the second one okay, right. Okay, okay. And that's what I basically remember. So I think the other one was for a higher degree. Well, yeah, because you only made it to first degree, right? First degree right, was yeah. never so, okay, proficient. So it's still val- valid. Yeah. I do okay. have a secret to tell My you grandmother guys. is 90 oh. years old. Wow. That's okay. beautiful. So that's not... Is he- that the fucking answer? Nah. One thing I will <laughs> say. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. All right. Is that you remember <laughs> when I was telling you guys when I was initiated that put a blindfold on me? Yes. And I wasn't prepped well for this, but when I went into the lodge, the head of the lodge was saying, what is it that you seek? And I was like, what the hell? I don't know. And my uncle whisper, like leans into me and whispers, say light, light. And then they took the blindfold off Whoa. of me. God damn. Well, All right. Hey, Scott. Thanks, thanks Thank for doing so this with us, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Oh, right. Well, anyway, thanks thanks a lot, Scott, for being on. Uh, we'll, obviously, we're going to do this again later this week, and uh, and uh, we'll have a, you on for the second time for the show. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. So this has been uh, another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite out of Free Mesa's, our one-week-long marathon that we've a been doing on this show. week-long marathon, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, as always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod, all one word, all lowercase. And, of course, this episode is brought to you by gray man media you can find us at gray man media or gray man underscore media on most social medias also you can find us at graymanco.com also please consider donating to our patreon page at gray man media that helps all of our shows including mine you can also find a link for that at graymanmediaco.com <laughs> we will be back next week for another episode of wolf takes a bite i love you guys and remember question everything and we'll see you on the next one Bad, <laughs> <laughs>